Hi, folks. Welcome to Yo, What the Hell? Um, this is a weekly, so far, podcast where two friends get together and talk about um, things we found interesting over the course of the week. Um, this week, apparently, I am Char, and this is my co-host. My name's Amaro. <laughs> and if you're in the know, um, that gives you a pretty good idea of what our topic is this week. Um which is Gundam, because yeah. yay! <laughs> Fucking love robots. They're literally the best boring subject ever. It's Big. robots and space politics. Yep, it's the best form of war. Literally the best. It's like Game of Thrones, but better. Well, it has a much better ending. I mean, you're not going to get like... Let's put the shitty guy as king for no reason, so. Well, yeah, and, like, Gundam's never going to feel like they're they're still adding to it. Oh, there's no way to end. Like, hell, Universal Century alone will never end, and all the spinoff timelines just inevitably multiply like cancer within a body. Yeah, but there's cool robots. Extremely cool robots. But before we get into robots and space and... Fun war and politics. Um, we're gonna get into this week, and this week happened to be the wonderfully joyous time of year of Christmas. And I think we need to catch up on what the hell happened over Christmas for everyone. Yes, yes. All right, I don't know about you, but man, I had a like overly busy Christmas. Um, let's hear about yours first. Because mine's gonna be a while. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 fair. I uh, I did nothing. Uh, my family's in Oklahoma. I didn't feel like traveling. Uh, it just didn't really seem right to me. Because uh, you know Oklahoma's pretty filthy with the COVID right now. <laughs> great. Uh, actually, didn't get anything. Um, my family's sending me stuff. They're just waiting till they don't have COVID anymore oh i spoiled that oops uh whatever yeah they all have the covids so uh yeah it's pretty cool it's about it i mean you know all right fair enough man that that sucks because like uh i really honestly we had talked about it and planned that um i was probably going to send you like 30 bucks through like like some sort of app to be like, Hey, go get Christmas dinner. But, um, yeah, my account on PlayStation got hacked and it fucked up my whole debit card. And now I have no debit card and I'm running on cash, like a 70 year old man. You know, that's okay. It's the thought that counts, man. It's not okay, sir. Nothing about it is okay. Using cash. is awful. Oh yeah. It's, it's bad. Oh, like, man, it makes me paranoid to just use cash because I think, like, someone touched this. Someone's filthy fucking hands were on this 20. And it's not just in a, a stripper's, like, G-string or being snorted up someone's nose. This is COVID money. It's all COVID money. Yeah. yeah. And I have to use it. I know, tangentially related, uh, the liquor store by my house will not take cash. They're card only. That's wonderful. I applaud them. 
Anyway. That would just be so frustrating right now. Digressing. Um, yeah, we had a super busy Christmas. Um, Cal Basita and I had to go see family members, which um, was against my better judgment. Uh, hers probably too, but parents are really... <sighs> whenever you can drive to them. Um, I see our producer shaking his head yes, so he understands. Um, so, yeah, we had to drive from the metro to the grand metropolis of Ada, which takes so two hours, an hour and some change, depending on how bad the rednecks want to drive on the small roads. Man, it was, it was just, uh, so we went and saw her dad and that was, it's pretty good. Like he's a nice guy. I like him well enough. Um, the little girls were funny. It's just the whole time I'm thinking like, man, I hope you guys weren't around anybody that has COVID. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't yeah. want to deal with that. And we did that. And we were there for, and then we had to drive all the way to my mother's house who lives like 50 minutes away from there north back towards Norman. And geez. That was more hours just down the drain of sitting around and having Christmas dinner and thinking like, great, I hope we didn't get COVID and give it to other people. That's great. Like my dumb, unemployed little brother who has no insurance. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really the Christmas spirit. Yeah, it is. Like, huh. Can you not give someone a terrible infectious disease? Let's see how that goes. I mean, at least we don't have the British super COVID yet. That's kind of cool. We're still on, like, regular 10% infection rate COVID. Not, like, you know, hyper COVID. That's um, true. I mean, although, like, to be fair, I'm willing to bet it's already here. Like, oh. just, like, you know, averages. Oh, yeah, no. Law of averages and how much exchange happens between the British and Americans. Like, there is definitely super COVID at the very least, in New York City. At the very least. Yeah. No, I fully agree. Like, most likely, there's super COVID in, like, I don't know, like, 10% of our states or something stupid like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, here, like, we're under like, strict quarantine. Like, oh, I, you, you can't hang out with people outside your house. Like, you, it is not allowed. I mean, it's not like they're going to, like, hunt you down. But, like... <laughs> You know, I love the idea of that. Just COVID yeah, oh, God, me too. Me too. Just, uh, that is a good fucking, uh, you know, segue into a police state. Do you like space? Do you like robots? Do you like politics? Well, then I have the show for you. It's Gundam. And it's coming right into your face. Phrasing? That's perfect. Perfect phrasing. Perfect. Disgusting. Because that's what Gundam is. People need to know. This is a franchise of Japanese robots that was made by Sunrise 19, what, 78, 79. That now is like a huge worldwide phenomenon. It's more than just Japanese nerds like digging on robots. It is a, it's like, I think, what do I got here? The 16th largest franchise in world, like history. Like, it's up there with other franchises like Batman. It's right under Batman and Dragon Ball, for God's sakes. 
And all it is, it's a vehicle to sell beautiful fucking toys. Beautiful fucking toys. Like, we're not talking just like your shitty little G.I. Joe figures. We're talking like wonderful $80, well-crafted, painted, sculpted fucking toys called Gumpla. I think Gumpla. I'm not entirely sure. I've been drinking a bit much, so. It is Gunpla. And I actually have a kit right next to me. It's great. Yeah, that is what we're going to talk about is Gundam, not Gunpla. Maybe in the future. We, we can kind of talk, touch on it today. I mean, we but have yeah, to touch on it. I mean, you have to at least touch that tip there, buddy. Yeah, it, exactly. It's involved in the whole process. Exactly. And uh, yeah, as, uh, as you might have guessed with our names, uh, Amaro and Shar. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Gundam, and uh, joining us today from the producer chair is the man who got me into the show, uh, and I'm kind of kicking myself for not getting into it sooner, but it is the Toastmaster himself. Oh, oh, don't, don't, don't put that evil on me. <laughs> don't, don't blame me for your poor life choices. I, I, I didn't even get to make this choice. I've been watching and building since I was a kid, because my dad is a is a proto weeaboo. I don't know what they call anybody born before the, you know, oh, the fifth, the, you know, the sixties or the, sorry, he's not that old. The seventies. I don't know if they call them weebs, but he's been a weeb. He's like the only, he was like the only black dude in his Japanese class. Yeah. Um, so this is not my fault. It's his fault. Please blame him. Uh, but this is not the best thing I've ever encountered in my whole life. <laughs> It is. It yeah. is. It, it, it's with the show, like, it just has a, I guess it really just has a series as a whole has done to, like, change the landscape of how we tell stories. Um, oh. how we, yeah, how, how Westerners, it also shows Westerners, you know, the, it gives us an opportunity to see how the Far East views, you know, war and, like, conflict. Um, it's it's really interesting. Gundam is because it at one like one end of the spectrum, it's one hundred percent the most Japanese shit you will ever <laughs> encounter in your whole life. Like you think when you think Japan, you think like, oh it's Gojira, yeah, everybody nigete. No, it's like if you see a fucking, it's robots. Robots have ruined this I mean, whole country. Those <laughs> motherfuckers have they have a Gundam that moves in fucking Yokohama, yeah. just yeah. like. Oh. The like, fucking... they're probably, like, 20 years away from actually starting to, like, get in the damn thing. I mean, yeah, if like... y'all seen you see Gundam Unicorn, that's how they start. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, thanks for inviting me on today. I, As your producer, I was trying real hard to be hella quiet and not seen, but you, nope. you forced nope. me to be here. This is, like, Man. the one time where we have to have you. <laughs> well, well, I'm here now. <laughs> Um. Well, man. So, uh, I I guess you we should probably just get into the nitty gritty of it. Like we should start with that that good old one hundred year war, or or should we do the timeline first? What do you think? We'll blow up anybody's brain first. Let's. Yeah. I think we should start with the timeline just because you can go into way more. Oh, okay. Well, uh, segue. Um, okay, great. So there are like um. Several timelines. Um, <laughs> they're all more or less not important, except for one, and that is our our UC timeline, and that stands for uh, for Universal Century. Uh, 
it's the the longest timeline. It's the original timeline, uh, and it's pretty much the only one that matters if you're a hardcore Gundam fan. But if you're <laughs> kind of like me and you've watched so much anime that having taste means you have no taste, um, then you'll pretty much watch anything from any timeline. But uh, but that's the main one you see. Uh, that's where we're going to start our conversation today, and then. Hopefully, uh, if y'all really want to, we can get to the crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. I guess we could, uh, yeah, talk about... I guess we could talk about, like, what shows we started off with first. Or, I guess, should we jump into the UC? Uh, you know what? I, I think everybody would be pretty interested to hear which ones we've all seen. Uh, they're actually probably pretty similar since we're all from the United States. We're all the U.S. We're around the same age, and oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, well, okay, what, uh, on three, everybody say the first, their first Gundam. Okay, three, right. two, one, Gundam Wing. Wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you missed the pretty boy boat. Like, uh, you did. missed it, yeah. sir. Although, like, to, to be fair, I was, I was aware of Gundam when Wing was airing on Toonami. Yeah, that's where I saw it. <laughs> that's where everyone saw it. That's like the yes. whole that that launched a thousand fucking weebs to buy games and little bitty figures and yeah. DVD sets. At first, I thought I wanted to be a Power Ranger, but then I saw that <laughs> shit and I was like, "Man, I want to be mean to bitches and fly robots." Exactly. <laughs> you want to get a thing like the Death Scythe or fucking whatever? Um, hey, no, fucking Death Scythe. <laughs> it's a big black. Grim Reaper, sir, in space. It's the Grim Reaper of the fucking space. It's wonderful. Yeah, but it's got some dumbass bat wings. It and, does have dumbass bat wings. And, and the guy like who shit. pilots it has one bang that covers 50% of his face. He's edgy. Yeah. He's very edgy. Death Scythe Death Death hell, more like edge hell. <laughs> fucking hot God. topic Gundam. Oh, at least he's better than like peaceful Arab, like the the Aryan Arab there, who's in his like desert oh, yeah. robot. Nobody cares about Sandrock, <laughs> and if you do, you're a liar. <laughs> I am I am lost in all these references, yeah, mainly. Yeah, 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 and it's okay. Guys. You watch the objectively better version of this show called Double. You watch Double O yeah. Gundam, and quite frankly, it's the same show but done slightly different with slightly prettier boys. None of whom of which have a child bride. <laughs> oh, I oh, forgot about the child bride. Yeah, remember Wu Fei? Yeah, I forgot that Wu Fei had a child. Oh man, and actually, I mean, but also he's fourteen, so they're both like chilled, like wedlocked children. Because in the I mean, future, China's also still in the past. China will always be China. <laughs> yeah, but because those were the good old days where China was weird and Hong Kong was dope and independent. Yeah, yeah, Hong. That's that's a fun thing. That's not a thing that's going to happen anymore. <laughs> anyway, so like, I, yeah. So mo so I guess both uh, both Char and I have uh, started with the good old edgy boys as our first. Mm. And you, you uh, did you say IBO? Yeah, I did I did that was the one you recommended me and uh, oh yeah, disclosure. Uh, another podcast that is now sadly over. Nerdificent with Iffy and Danny or Danny and Iffy. Uh, they did an episode on Gunpla, and their guest that they had on there, Daniel Ziegler, uh, he and Iffy are both just really big Gundam fans, and uh, 
you and them kind of, you know, convinced me to give it a try. And yes, it's a long way of saying I started with IBO. Yeah, and also it's the most seemingly homoerotic one. <laughs> oh, no, there, there's not even like I'd say seemingly. I think there is one subplot in there that is definitely like it's blazing down that path. Oh, yeah, no, it's very obvious. It, it those they, they made it that way on purpose. They are. They, they okay, were, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was a purpose thing. Yeah, no, that was on purpose. Sometimes, sometimes the Japanese do things where it's like, I don't know yeah. if you understand. That was what... actually an homage to an older character who was, I think, he was actually known queer. He was either known queer or everybody's like, that's queer baiting right there. I think he's from, I, uh, is it War in the Pocket or Double Zed? I can't remember which one he's from, but he was like seemingly gay. <laughs> and so they just went ahead and kind of gave it an homage with these two characters and did it slightly better. I mean, I guess oh, you no. get a blue ribbon for this one, Japan, because they are yeah, kind of insensitive when it comes to queerness. Well, it's also like, I would say like, Iron Blood of Orphans one of those things too, like all these subplots were so much better than like the main characters. Yeah, because one is a psychopath and the other one is what happens when you let a uh, a 14-year-old be student president in a college. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you say it's a bad idea to give teenagers like power over an organization that um, runs an economy on a planet. Hey, I've been on a football team. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you from experience, you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I will die on the hill that Orga is the worst character in that show, and he got everybody killed. Oh, I will fight you on that because I would say um, his friend Mika there. Oh no! Ooh, discourse, discourse. They wrote oh, him let's, so let's brokenly. <laughs> yeah, he was so, just a fucking get, stone. But... So one of you thinks that the allegory for bad leadership is the worst character, and the other, and the other person thinks that the character that is an allegory for mindless child soldier is the worst character. <laughs> Hmm, I I'm, saying, I'm very pro child soldier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting that they chose to do child soldier stuff for this one. Speaking of that, because, you know, that's actually, it's actually kind of common in Mecca to have like, like it's common in Mecca to have kids doing things, but they don't really talk about the fact that they're children. No, like, they don't, which is creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, I mean, I've, I've seen it in only one other mecha anime that would revolved around children being soldiers, and also it's a it's a it's a campy trap card of a of an anime. But I love the designs for the mecha and the music; it's good. It's called Majestic Prince. Y'all should uh, give that one a watch. Twenty five episodes. I will put um, that on my list. I don't know, like kind of not to interrupt, but yeah. it, in in the same vein, like. Code Geass and Evangelion. Oh, don't even don't. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I like you know bless Hideaki Anosama, but don't even talk about Limoncello in my presence. <laughs> that that mess of a mecha anime. And yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of hate for that. But y'all. No, can come okay. So me. I have a very bad opinion that um, I actually hate that show. I hate it too. I hate, okay, I did not know know this. You're the only other human being then, because I can't stand it. Like I don't like any of the characters. It's bad. I get it. It's it's nice that they kind of touch on that child soldier's a bad okay. But man, otherwise also like that bitch is a clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like they added this weird subplot of like weird like 
Christianity and Kabbalah so in there. Actually, that's not a subplot. Um, Hideaki Ono was like, what well, he was like t- depressed. He was like terminally depressed at that stage in his life, and he just thought that the symbology from the Cabal and Christianity just looked cool. They mean absolutely nothing in the confines of the anime. So yeah, it's actually not even a subplot. It's just this is just as disappointing as I. Yeah, it's basically like you're watching Bleach, but it's shorter and done in Crayola at the end. <laughs> uh, Bleach is... I, I've never finished Bleach just because it got so meh. I did, but y'all can at me on Discord about that. <laughs> that's a whole different episode for y'all, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different like exploration of, I don't know, like magic Nazis and... Um, magic Japanese Nazis. It up in genocide and... But anyway, speaking of Nazis, that's a big theme. Uh, That's a big symbolism in in, in the Gundam franchise, is Nazism. And I wanted to to ask you guys what your opinions are on that. Because the creator of Gundam has always been in the camp of, I do shows about war, but not to make it look cool. Even though, ironically, it looks cool. So, you know, Japan was part of the Axis powers. So what do you guys think about the use of... Nazi styled, you know, symbology and you know actions in these shows, because you see them in damn at least a little bit in damn near every series. Well, yeah, they start right in the right out the bat. Like I forget the name of the character designer who did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Zeon, the Zeon yeah. are basically they have they they are space communist like in Nazi trappings, like in Nazi yeah. clothing. We well, actually, technically, the... they're well. Well, actually, pre pre war, they're space socialists. Yeah. Well. Uh, and then during and post war, they're they're like space communist Nazis. <laughs> they're authoritarian. They're I mean, they're basically become like yeah, yeah, the Stalinistic state of space. Yeah. So, but what do you? So, what do you guys think of that? Do you think? I've always thought that it was really interesting that they used that type of iconography, like authoritarian, you know, Nazi-style stuff, even though it's like... I, I just feel like there's a different way to do that. Like, I, it's always felt weird to me because I'm not from an era that really... or even a, a culture that has to deal with, you know, Nazi symbols and fascism in my life. So, like, what do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, I, mean, I have opinions. Yeah, I have so many opinions. Um... I think this is a this is a mirror. Like like looking at things like Gundam is a mirror of the generation. So it came out in 79, 78, 79. Yeah. 79. Okay. 79. So it was developed by people whose parents were in the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And essentially we can all agree that the Japanese state was an imperialistic fascist state um, based under a god emperor. Yeah, of. it was a hell zone. And all this is, is they are look like I, a lot of, I feel like the original Gundam is them looking at themselves, mm-hmm. um, from a mirror and they're just, it's a distorted mirror. And yeah. so instead of directly making them Imperial Japan, it's like, oh, well we were cool with these guys. We'll make them look like those guys. And the yeah. Nazi look is a really powerful look. When you look at it, those guys, they look intimidating and mm-hmm. sharp. Yeah. You don't fuck yep. with the Xeon, even though I'm a sympathizer for the Xeon. Me too. I'm oh. pro Xeon anti-zombie. Yeah, anti-zombie. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm right with you there. Sieg Neozeon. 
it's a thing. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm not yeah. like at that point in the uh, timeline, but yeah, I mean, yeah. You'll, like, you'll see it at this... some point. <laughs> Fair. Uh, um, in, yeah, go ahead. Uh, in, in in regards to your question about like the iconography and stuff, like I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm slightly biased, like being someone whose family is you know Jewish, emphasis on the ish, like Nazis bad. Uh, you know that's pretty evident, but I mean, it's it, it's it's kind of tough to compare because like you automatically assume that they're the bad guys just with how they're dressed. Yeah, but I was gonna show, say, but you're also as a fan a, a, a sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, and that's just because like I feel like the Zeon, uh, they started off like on the right path. Like it wasn't like they wanted independence. They wanted the Earth to not metal in the space affairs like yeah that's so uh to, to, and to elaborate with uh what uh amro is saying here um the so the the whole conflict for the uc war started the hundred year war and the and the one year war because there's a lot of stuff going on there um but it basically <laughs> happened because people started to immigrate to space and those people they wanted to live there permanently. And then they started having babies there and also science experiment babies there. And so the people led by a man named Zeon Daikun, um, they wanted to be independent. Yeah, Rip, the real <laughs> homie Daikun. All my uh, homies love space Daikun. Space linen. Yeah, all my homies love Daikun. But <laughs> he was like, Earth shouldn't rule the space annoids. Yeah, they not great with English <laughs> but, uh, and you know so he was leading them down the path of becoming separatists from the earth because at that point the earth is a world government which is the thing that we've all feared since Y2K <laughs> but uh, but um, you know I so it's like it's really interesting to see how they mirror that in from their own culture now that you've pointed that y'all have pointed it out because i actually never thought of it in that lens i mean i did think it was kind of sus for me as a young person especially since we all grew up in 9-11 times that um nukes and the technology using such is very prominent throughout all of the series yep yeah except like save for like two nukes and the use of their technology for mobile suits and for power is very important. Like you've probably noticed this, um, Amaro, you're not supposed to, uh, you're not supposed to stab somebody in the core of a mobile suit in the middle of a firefight. Are you, you never, you never aim for the core. They never do. They, they even talk about it because it's a compact nuclear reactor yep. and it'll kill and a lot of people. That's not the American way. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and they, now that you pointed out to me, you know, it's kind of a mirror, to the window of the Japanese culture that was, you know, coming out then. It's like, you know, they were very anti-use of those two, and so they th they saw the danger in them as well. But also, at the same time, they were starting to use them for electric power. You mm -hmm. know? Uh, that's that's it's really interesting, because actually, I think, I don't remember, I, th I do believe Anaheim Electrics, which uh, is the name of the fictional company that uh, makes most of the uh, ESFF's uh, mobile suits and mobile suit technology um, I actually think they're a real life country uh, company now. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, I think Anaheim Electric is a real life company now. Is it an or, American company or? I actually don't remember. I I might I'm I'm I'll, you'll have to I'm gonna check the sauce on that. Quick. Yeah, check the sauce definitely on that because I uh, Anaheim. I'm almost entirely sure, but it's really interesting. Now that she's pointed that out because I've always tried to look at this show. From its very obvious political lens, but I guess my dumb oh. weep 
Western mind really didn't try to see it from the creator's perspective like an idiot. <laughs> yep, it is it is the largest utility company in Orange County. Yep. Uh, and also in the yeah, and in the Gundam universe, uh, Anaheim is is a U.S. Um, is a northern sorry North American block nation. It's, uh, it's that's it's located in in California. Huh. There, huh. Yeah, like that. Okay, so that is a mirror. Okay, cool. That that's a literal because it is it is their headquarters is based there in the in the UC before it gets uh, blown up a bunch of times. That's gonna happen a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, nobody has a has has. This is no, it's a no quarters war. Once you get to a certain point, that I can't, I can't really say too much. Gotcha. Yes, because some of us are watching it. At least yes. the original. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some. Let me. Let me just say, some people uh, really don't appreciate the Geneva Conference and what it stands for. <laughs> um. You have to win the war, sir. Um. Sometimes you have to do things. Yeah. That aren't too pleasant to win the war. Yeah, but uh, so I uh, yeah, I was like, so gun. That's just how nitty gritty Gundam gets, and I uh, I've had a hard time finding, you know, other people who love this show as much as I do. Um, I've put so much time into learning things about the mechanics and the uh, the model numbers for certain mobile suits that you find <laughs> embarrassing that you know, um, and and building Gumpla. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's so fun it is yeah. freedom uh yes gunpla judas definitely all the <laughs> way um i actually wanted to ask you guys um so how much of the uc have either of you seen okay so interestingly enough i know in my like personal world i with the uc i have literally just seen gundam and it was oh, a long really? time ago. Yeah, because somehow I have watched, like, hodgepodge, a shit ton of the non-UC Gundams. Just Wing, G, um, a few of the really derpy little guy ones. Um, <laughs> oh, the SD Gundam? Yep. Oh, was... wait. I watched Gundam Vietnam. Um, I've, I've, yeah, or Ape I'm watching team. Ape the Mess Team right now. Yes. So I've also watched that. And yeah, which that's fantastic. Um, so, the English voice acting is horrible, but it's oh, what I love the English voice yeah. acting in HMS. I think it's Dude, fire. Straight up, you need to watch the fucking dub for uh, Tri Fighters, because or I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, what? the Tri Fighters one. That I didn't know there awful. was a dub for that. Hey, oh, there is. It's so bad. It's it, so bad. It's so, that sounds like booty hole. But no, yeah. the. The original, yeah, I was like, no, the the dub for 8th MS Team slaps. Yeah, no, it's really good. <laughs> I it's love weird. it. Because uh, you want to know why? Because it's not, it's, it's not <laughs> fucking uh, Johnny Young Bosch and his homeboys <laughs> being all the characters. Some people that's I don't true. know because they're old. <laughs> <sighs> but... I guess to kind of get us back on track, uh, I could talk about the whole timeline if you want well, to. I can do a spoiler me, break. Uh, I need. I didn't talk about what I've seen in the UC. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, for me, I've seen. I've mostly stayed in the. Wait, have I? Yeah, I think the 
No, I guess out of all the Gundam I've seen, because IBO and Double O are not UC. Yeah, one. So Double uh, O is from the is from our timeline on Odomini, and it mm-hmm. ends in the U. It ends in the Universal Century, but it's not canon to the real UC. And then yeah. IBO happens in a timeline called Post Disaster, which is three thousand yep. years after the Calamity War. Yep. Yep. And uh, I've seen OAMS team. Uh, which was really, re- again, really, really, really good. Yeah, uh, and it's actually funny that you think that it's really good because a lot of uh, I've I've seen you know in the subreddits and stuff, a lot of people consider Eighth MS to be the Chad of uh, of Gundams. Why? Oh, you, because it's about the Vietnam War. It's an allegory for the Vietnam War. It's fantastic. Which though. is why, well, of course, we think that we're American. Well, that's <laughs> what would happen though if you had a space war this big. You would ha- it's just like how Thunderbolt is fucking Stalingrad in a dumb yeah. asteroid thing. No, you're 100% and right. It's yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yes, and Yoko Kano coming back with that beautiful jazz music. Mm. Shout out to Yoko Kano. If y'all don't know who she is, she is the wonderful songwriter behind uh, Cowboy Bebop, also a Sunrise production. Uh, yeah, that's a real fun space orgies. Yes, and that's. When Space Bruce Lee doesn't have shit to do every day, and he has a dog. <laughs> he's also he's also Italian, which is weird. Yeah, so I, I guess I should say Mario Lee, <laughs> Bruce Stromboli. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he, he's probably like he's like it's Space New York, Mars. Is, you know? And also, as yeah. far as what I've seen, uh, I, I'm slowly working my way through the original from 1979 uh which i mentioned off recording is really growing on me uh i found out that the funimation app is actually missing the 27th episode uh so that's fun why I, is it uh, calling you out funimation yeah i'm calling you out funimation um, is there something like weird and racist about it then they cut it or no, no it's no, like it, there, it shouldn't be it's literally there's a fucking spy and someone dies yeah. That's like, it. There's like nothing weird, like racism or tits or surprisingly no white base and no. yeah, like Kai ran off, fucked off, he quit, and he comes back like herp derp. I need to fight, and then fucking spy on white base. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, you see, I've seen the origin. Uh, I've seen build fighters uh, and build divers. And those are great. They're just blatant cash grabs. Well, one of those is good. <laughs> yeah, Bill Fighters is probably the better yeah, of the Bill two. Fighters, Bill Fighters Try is great. Bill Divers is not good, but Bill Divers Re-Rise is actually okay. <laughs> I need to probably give that one a shot just because I'm tired of watching motherfuckers die every time I watch Oh, Gundam yeah, or and, get slapped in the face for no reason. Yeah, see, I haven't gotten to the Camille part, but oh uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're not gonna see Camille for a little bit. A lot of the uh, and like in the origin, um, oh, I've also seen Gundam Origin, yes. uh, the newer remake. Uh, yeah, you know, we find yeah. out where you know Char is technically from Texas. Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, he's Wait. from side. He's from side six, Sweetwater, Texas colony. I thought it was side seven. No, because oh, side seven. Throw on the planet. Yeah. Well, fucking yeehaw! This is great. Yeah, you didn't know so, the charge from Texas. No, I didn't know that Space Lennon and his children were from Texas. Yeah. This is wonderful. 
Call it by its proper name. It's Space Texas. Yeah, Uh, Divine Providence. He is Texas, Texas, (laughs) y'all. This is great. See, I knew Texas would turn blue at some point. (laughs) We're going to turn red because he's the red comet. Uh, Fair enough. I'll give you that. (laughs) Great fucking point. But um, great segue. Going back to just the UC because that's mostly where you'll see the 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 creator of the franchise. He doesn't really work on a lot of the uh, non UC um you know pieces. Uh, so you can really see where his art shines um in the UC and a lot of what he thinks about how this character should look and you know the themes that should run through you know each series. Like for instance, um. Amuro is not cute on purpose. <laughs> um, he intentionally wanted to make him more or less not attractive uh, because one that that was you know that was growing popular in anime at at that point. Uh, you know, we're starting to get those Bishonen boys um, where we're right we're about to hit the eighties at that point, and you know that's when we're starting to see things like Sailor Moon, uh, you know, a lot of sh- uh, Bishojo stuff, and that's going to bring in those lanky long boys that are cute. With spikier hair, and Not we exactly. all know, unless you're watching porn, soldiers ain't cute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <sighs> I, I, th- I really ap- applaud the the length that he went through to make them look like regular Joes because it turned into an art style that is pretty much some syn- synonymous with the word classic anime. Yep. Or the phrase, I should say, the turn of phrase, because uh, it's a uh, you really can't imitate you you really can't imitate that style and call it something different. It's very unique to the UC only. You don't see it in any of the other um, franchises, really. Um, I always thought that was interesting, and that's one of the reasons why that kind of kept me going. Because to find out that there's a whole you know there's a plethora of things I could be watching, but the guy who created basically. Gave everything the green light, just wants to work on one thing. I felt like this is what makes the UC so special, even though after a certain point, he's not the head of every project, but still, it's like it's his baby. Oh. And I, I really appreciate I love it when you get to feel what the creator feels about their stuff and appreciate it the way they appreciate it. And uh, that's why the I think that one of the reasons why Gundam is so unique because they have. Like, when you get really into the nitty-gritty of the fandom, it's like, people have their own favorite mechanics um, artist, you know? Oh, you yeah. can recognize somebody's style when you see it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just for one mobile suit or the titular mobile suit, you know it. Like, my favorite, um, not to my own horn here, but and also because it's probably pretty basic, but my favorite mecha- mechanical designer is Ipe Gyobo, and he's the designer for IBO. It, well, he's the, he's the lead designer for the mechanics for, for Barbados and, and the Ryusei Go, and then he was the lead mechanics um, artist for a Gundam we don't mention because it was real bad. Uh, <laughs> it was dancing-themed. Dancing oh. Oh. I don't say that here. Uh, the this is not a series that I'm familiar with, but the designer for Turn A, mm. uh, he was American. Yeah, Mustache Gundam. He actually was the guy who did like a lot of design work on a uh, Blade Runner. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I found okay. that out today. When did that like? When, what year did that one occur? Toasty. 
Um, yeah. Turn A, I did not watch. I have it queued. I'm a bad, I'm a bad fan. That's one of the ones I haven't watched. Um, you're not a bad fan. There's way too many of these things, sir. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I just know Mustache Gundam because that's what everybody calls it. <laughs> is Mustache Gundam? Ah, uh, hey, oh, there it is. Um, 2000. Or 99 to 2000, okay. Okay, well, yeah, I was too young and way... I was headlocking into Naruto at that point. It was over. <laughs> and Naruto consumed, like, now if you really want to know, watch me know something, I'll tell you all about Naruto. <laughs> I know, this, this sounds like my overly big knowledge of One Piece, where it's just ridiculous and embarrassing. Yeah, uh, oh, my husband and I, uh, quick side note, we finally decided to get into the hype that is One Piece, and so far I don't see what's so hype about it, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm I'm, okay. o- I'm only on episode twenty four, so oh, that's 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 like bandage yeah. I, so it's just like I know that there's a time skip and motherfucker ain't even near but... being king of pirates. Yeah, so it's just like, and I know they about to hit the thousandth chapter next week. I think because they hit ninety nine. No, I thought they were taking a break because Christmas. So in two weeks, I think is is chapter one thousand. It? Man, it's been going on since ninety six. Yeah, so to put it in perspective, all the, like uh. Uh, Oda Sensei has written more content than, um, I, yeah, than actually Naruto, the manga, Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, the manga, and Bleach combined. Yep. He's, he is still outwritten them. And Oda by, like, stopped? Yeah, by like 150 chapters. He's outwritten them. He combined. barely takes breaks. Yeah. And he, he never gets sick. No, he's like, he has like a superhuman immune system. Mm-hmm. The only Japanese mangaka to do so, but it, I know they might as well just start like cloning that son of a bitch and like putting yeah. him through the whole country where their population crisis is happening. Yeah, Shinzo Abe going out of office anyway. He'd really appreciate it. <laughs> but um, so I actually had another question for you guys because uh, it's something I've started to notice the more I rewatched the classic UC Gundam. I've noticed that for the younger pilots who are considered new types, um, which, by the way, I guess we should clear that up. New type just means I'm a better pilot than you and I don't have to work at it. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the kids, both both Amaro and Camille, consider themselves autistic and not special. It, like, everybody in the, di- in, the, the, in the dialogue of the show... People will tell them they're a new type, and they'll say, "Well, new types are not real; they don't exist. That's not a thing. You, that's fairy tales. I'm just autistic. That's the literal translation: is I'm an autistic boy." Um, what What do you guys think about that? Like, I just thought I didn't think it was weird. I just thought it was interesting that that's what he decided to go with for their response for when people tell them they're special. So I think this goes to the portrayal of what, like, of what most main Gundams do when they're not having a, so- a sociopath as their main character, like Wing or um, Iron Blood Orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, those are sociopaths in char- in the main characters, all of them. But in, like, a lot of these shows, they have an everyman. Mm-hmm. And, like, is the perfect example. That's why you were saying earlier that he's not pretty. I believe that was the choice of him not being pretty, because he is an everyman. He is the son of, like, some boring-ass engineer. He's mm-hmm. just a regular, like, a middle-class jack-off in whatever society they're in who 
is there. And so he doesn't see himself as good at anything or important at anything because he's not a star athlete. He wasn't a star like military. Like, yeah, he was actually constantly that. cutting class, wasn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he, was he was just, just... working on shit. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point, man, is that like, and that's why they're going to say something like, oh, I'm just, it's basically just if you were going to write it, if you were going to be edgy and write it now, you basically, it's basically just some kid going, ah, I'm just fucking retarded. Ah, okay. Like, that's that's so the whole... You don't think there's any deeper meaning behind that? No, man. I don't. I, I mean, because I didn't really know to think about it either because, you know, I don't know that much about autism myself, and I don't know anyone who's autistic. And so, and also I don't know how the Japanese view autism and mental health and stuff. Like, I can probably glean, but I shouldn't. So, yeah, I know. We, we can glean some things that probably aren't nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, what, I was just wondering what y'all thought about that because... Uh, that though the new like the new types like Camille and Amuro are uh, the only two that I've you know witnessed saying that because you know Shiro uh, uh, yeah Amada he's not he's not a new type he's just a guy from space like he's not even from Earth and then um who what other main characters in the UC are not you are not new types um the main character of War in the Pocket uh. The main character of uh, Thunderbolt. He's not a new type. <laughs> He's just an asshole. <laughs> well, no. All, well, I was gonna say the main character of Thunderbolt. They're like not even that. They're just like broken fucking reject soldiers. Yeah. Like, that's even more. That's that's like the shittiest front. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, actually, now that you mentioned, that's another great thing about why we everybody should view some sort of Gundam is because it shows all aspects of war. You know, especially when you see modern, especially when you see a modern anime, especially, especially if it's a harem anime, I'm looking at you, Gate. I'm looking at you, Tenchi Muyo. Um, <laughs> you, you don't get to see all the aspects of war. You, you just see yeah. the big titty girls doing their magic, the um, every man looking Kirito motherfucker doing his special move. And don't so, you talk shit on fucking Kirito. Hey, bro, no, don't even don't even start that fight with me because one, Klain is better than him. Two, Yu-Gi-Oh is better than him. Three, that show is garbage anyway. <laughs> I know Sword Art did a lot of wa- a lot of walking, so a lot of other isekai could run, but I'm not having this conversation with you right nah, now. Nah, man. Isekai can just go fuck right off. Isekai yeah, is a... There are only three fun. good isekai. There are only three good isekai. And that's Konosubo. Overlord, Overlord, and Overlord. No, that's Konosuba, Overlord, and Rising of the Shield Hero. Log Horizon is boring. It's it's more, somehow more boring to me, and I'm a Gundam fan, so... Nah, <laughs> man. The whole genre is just like, why is this happening? Oh, yeah, Every no, it's doo-doo. Can... And, it, and it's all SAO's fault, so... <laughs> and man, SAO like I had such high promise for it watching the first half of the first one. You should like, man, have. You know that why? Back half is. Do you want to know? Yeah, you crap. can flip me off all you want because you want to know what you don't even. You want to know why it's so bad and you should have known it was going to be bad because you know it's created by the people who did Excel World, right? Gotcha. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's garbage. That is garbage. <laughs> Holy like crap. it came out at the same time around like around the time like a scientific railgun and boogie pop and friends was popular. Yeah. And, I know none uh, of. Them. Yeah, it's okay. You you don't want to know all this you don't stuff. Need to it's, know. We've, it's yeah, this is the reason why the two of us took so long to get done with college because we're watching anime. <laughs> yeah, reading such dumb shit. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah. Assuming a whole wiki about something stupid that no one's ever going to ask you about. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do I know the do I know the lore for a bunch of use like you know anime and non anime anime? Exactly. Yeah, you bet your ass I do. Do I need to know why why Zoids was invented? No, yeah. but I'm gonna. Did I need to know all of the hand signs for Naruto and am I able to do them on command? No, I didn't, but I do. <laughs> exactly. Do I know every pirate faction in One Piece? Unfortunately, yes. Can I tell you anything about the real pirates they're based off of? Not, Not really. Thing. No. Yeah. I I love El Rekka 7 and I love everything about ref boarding, but please don't ask me to skateboard. I mean, I can kind of cruise on a longboard, but anybody can do that. <laughs> You say that, sir, but my fat ass will fall off that longboard so quick it is ridiculous. Hey, if my husband can do it, it may it's not entirely impossible for you. <laughs> oh ye of little faith. Yeah. <laughs> back so, to Gundam. Yeah, so back to Gundam. The you so Thunderbolt is a really good example of um that which is one that it's it came out fairly recently, what, two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve? Yeah, and it was almost exclusively a manga for a long, long time. Yes, it's most of its run was for a manga, but this it's about the broken soldier. Yeah, this this one is so it's a uh, at the tail end of the war in the UC, and it's in the sector, the Thunderbolt sector, which I believe, uh, Amuro, you will remember from your battles. Um, I think it's like side three or like side one, one of those areas that got decimated. Yeah, yeah one of the one of the colonies. Is it? Isn't it where? Um, Oh, the fucking Chinese fortresses. Um, Owl. Boa Q? Yeah, is, is Boa Q there? No, because Boa Q got destroyed. Uh, I know, but I think, like, they're aren't they fighting near the wreckage of it? Shit. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought the Thunderbolt sector was, like, side six or something. But, uh, or what used to be side six. But, yeah, so, <laughs> I, Thunderbolt is about the. The, the good old boys who still want to fight the good fight, but they're broken as fuck on both sides. Um, the original story is about a giant asshole who doesn't deserve to pilot, to be a pilot going out and trying to be the star of the show. His name is EO Fleming. Ah, uh, Mr. Fleming. Yeah. Fleming is, you know, is a, is a womanizing. He's a jazz jerk. snob. Like, yeah. Jazz snob. You're going to make like, your main dude a jazz snob. Jazz like, has to be a snob about, right? And, you know, he wants to be the best of the best, and he deserves to pilot Gundam. Uh, and he's and he works for the SFF, SF, because, you know, they're actually, you know, wolves in sheep's clothing, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, and they want to fight the, hand, the handicapped boys of the, the Unfederation. And it shows the contrast between how both sides view their, um, their battered soldiers and their usefulness or lack thereof, and how those how those boys view each other. Because well, that's pretty terrible with their battered souls. I mean, look at yeah. fucking what Daryl and his. Yeah, the main antagonist. The, the I should, well, I quote unquote the main antagonist. Antagonist. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that, that boy's the hero. Loosely, yeah, that boy's the hero. Yeah, he the hero because <laughs> we seek Zeon in this podcast. <laughs> but, uh, um, they. He, yeah, Daryl and his sniper crew—they don't have legs. <laughs> yeah, none of them. They just—it's not even their fault, and that's yeah. what's the, the worst part of it. Their their government just starts being like, chop all those things off and hook them up to the machines. Yeah, they—they they didn't even <laughs> get messed up more. They were just like, so you're not efficient enough of a soldier if you're if you don't have these cybernetics. 
and on the you know on the earth side they're like well you guys are like mentally anguished and we don't care you know take like literally literally it was drink some alcohol about it on on the earth side oh you're you're upset and sad that something terrible happened to you yeah die out there yeah that mirrors how we treat soldiers in real life like once they're hurt once they're not useful we find a way to throw them away and we don't care about how they feel well it's like it's almost like i like to think of it as um like the Federation and Zeon is a neoliberal government going up against a like authoritarian socialistic government. Mm-hmm. And their mindset is the Zeon are, oh, this is for the best of all of us. So no more legs. Good day. Uh-huh. Where with the Federation, it's like, yeah, you're too much of a problem um, and a drain, so we're sending you over there. Maybe you'll die and not be our problem. Oh, you mean so exactly how we do it in the West. If you're a problem soldier, then we send you to the most remote area where we hope you can cause the least amount of trouble. You go you go to somewhere, like, shitty that's kind of... <laughs> yeah. Like Turkey geez. or something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a show that does a good look at just showing how catastrophic war is, is Iron-Blooded Orphans. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's twofold because, like, they are blatant child soldiers. And, like, the main character, like, he he, he loses, like, his ability to, like, use his body because of his suit. And, like, he... Yeah, Mika, just sociopath but so broken that's 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 my boy right there so yeah iron-blooded orphans in my opinion is probably one of the better ones uh it it really just shows like the horrors of war because as you know mentioned they are quite literally child soldiers and uh it does not end well uh they're they're like a chinese horror movie Nobody gets to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty much like the premise is they are fighting for their independence. They were in a work camp and they just fucking murdered the overseer. And uh, yeah, it all kind of shot him there. straight in the forehead, dude. Just some, I, some beautiful I, John Brown shit. Just, it was mm. like that was the first one I saw and I was like, Oh yeah, they're gonna you know pull away, you know, not show it. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, nope. Gundam's not about that. You die on screen here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but actually, that's interesting that you said that you thought that it was really good. Um, because I'll, I've noticed throughout the years since it's been out, people have been changing their opinion on whether or not they like it as much. Um, and I haven't necessarily changed my opinion to discolor it in a sense, but I have kind of changed my opinions on the writing of that show. Um, because I thought it was interesting that even though generally speaking, the most of the series are about some sort of conflict, but it's like a war level conflict. There's none of that happening in the forefront of IBO, and I feel like that. I feel like that knocks the intensity down because, like, the the those boys are fighting for their lives, every, mm-hmm. like, dang near every episode. But also, they're like not learning any lessons. <laughs> like, like Amaro and Camille learn lessons, even if somebody has to die to do it. Yeah, these like, these that's... boys are literally sacrificing themselves for like 
something as little as as like you know getting to the next way station and i find that to be a little ridiculous and it pulls and it's a little non-immersive for me i disagree I with know. you really yeah. disagree i think it makes sense they're fighting like that because they're they're literally uneducated buffoons Oh yeah, no, child yeah. labor camps. I don't think any of the characters are smart enough to actually be doing. I'm more, I'm more amazed that any of them are supposed to be able to negotiate anything besides um, Bernstein. She's the only one of any background of who knows how to do any kind of thought outside of like, well, I can get this yeah, coal out of the ground. Most of the older men, most of the older boys were human debris, so they <laughs> and they're like lucky that they even got to that age. I and mean, I guess you have a fair point, but a lot, of, I, I just. I think that as far as the writing for that goes, it it lacks a certain special aspect of Gundam as a franchise, I think. I um, can agree with that. Yeah, I think it's very, it's very non-traditional. Different. It is. Um, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I just, when it comes to the writing for, like, as far as the plot goes... It's like, man, these boys, like, sure, it's like these boys who can't catch a break. They're not supposed to catch a break because the child, they're child, child soldiers. But what are they even being soldiers for? Like, their their goal is so hilariously ambiguous. Like, I now, I've watched mecha anime where the main character has an ambiguous goal. But it's just like, they, like, y'all had a place to live. It's called, you could have stayed on Mars and did contracts there, bruh. You didn't have to take her all the way to all the way to Earth. And no. if you took her to Earth, you only had to do as much as your job. You could have just went home. <laughs> nope, they oh, gotta take her to Earth, so... and then they gotta, they gotta make Orga um, Mars King. Yeah. It was like, y'all didn't have to do any of that. And even, even characters in the show were like, you shouldn't take this route. Everybody's gonna die if you Hell, do Hell, didn't Biscuit tell them stuff like that all the time? Like, yes. we're, and then we're, everything's gonna go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then even in, in, in Nadze, in, in the second season, and at the, and at the end of the first season, when they join um, Taywise officially, he's like, hey man, don't take the fastest route. Don't do this. Just think about it. Think about it real hard before, because it's your, if you if these guys are your family, then you wouldn't make them do that. And he's like, bro, what you talk about? We're tough as fuck. And then everybody dies. They're space hillbillies, man. They're from, like, space <laughs> West Virginia, and they're just going out there being like, well, we can do this. It can't be worse than mining, and it's worse than mining. Yes. It's always worse than mining. Now, I actually want to say, like, I feel like they definitely got taken advantage of, because that first major, you know, job that they do, they didn't know they were delivering guns. That is true. Boom. All of a sudden, oh, fuck. They're shooting at people. Yeah, but look oh, what their answer don't. was to that. They were like, oh, man, did we make a mistake? No, we didn't, but we should kill everybody anyway. And they were like, they were outnumbered as fuck. Where they're just like, okay, I guess we just go out fighting. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. They're part of a union. Now. Yeah, like they're part of a work union, and they still want to go balls to the walls? Ridiculous. They've learned nothing. Well, that's because the, bo- the, t- the two main boys are sociopaths. Like yes, Orga they are. And they're literal, not-functioning human beings. Actually, so actually, what do you guys think about that contrast? Because um, the only time I can remember a contrast of the captain and the pilot being on the same page is in... Um... Ooh, actually, none of them. <laughs> uh, because, you know... That like the, the, it's always like the pilot has ulterior motives and the captain just wants to get the job done. But this yeah, time it's like, yeah. It, it, but this time it's like both people are like uneducated doofuses, and this is what happens. Yeah, really, it really is. It's like the only Gundam where it's like 
the both of them are just like, this will be fine. This will be yeah. cool. And it's what, did, what did you guys think of uh, of Gallahorn as their antagonist? Do you guys think that had any like symbology or what you think that might be for that show I, as a, I, as an antagonist? Because I, I, I that's I think where the show kind of goes wrong is with Gallahorn. But what do y'all think? I think they were trying to draw from the historical like point of like the East India Company. And being like, and it was space bearing because it's so much like what we did with ships and or what the British did with ships, mm-hmm. and they just like missed it completely. Yeah, they could have kind of fell through. They could have did so much more, I think, with Gallahorn being a villain than like a big company, especially like when you look at like how awful American big American companies are right now. You can mm-hmm. totally see a militarized like I don't know Elon Musk the third in like. <laughs> I mean, years. look at look at what uh, Chiquita Dole uh, did in yeah. South America. Mm-hmm. They literally had a private military. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I felt like I don't know because like and like with Gallerhorn, like you at least for me, I honestly, honest to God, like gained sympathy from McGillis. Like Ugh. I. Wait, was it McGillis or was it blonde or purple? It was purple. No, that's uh, that's not McGillis. Yeah, no, M- McGillis is blonde. Like, yeah, it's Galileo. Yeah, him. Like, yeah. golly, golly. Yeah. Oh, golly, golly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're the ice cream man. Oh, chuckle. <laughs> the chocolate guy. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, I don't know, like, it definitely, like, showed, like, the more human aspect. Because, like, you're supposed to hate them, and then you're just like, but man. Here's like, yeah, but here's something I wanted to, because I was kind of hoping one of you guys would have sympathy for them. <laughs> because <laughs> I wanted to ask you what you guys thought of the weird C-plot of McGillis being, like, a child prostitute, and then also in turn using that to fuel his revenge, and then also at the same time marrying a little girl. That uh, was yeah. yeah. So what was that about? Like, we, I <laughs> that's, don't. That's one of the problems that that no um, idea. that turn people off from the series when I you hear sentences like that because that's like the only time that ever happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like the only time in a Gundam where it's like been that weird and layered and like just yeah. wrong. Just that well, wasn't right. To be fair, like um, this video that I watched earlier, he made the premise that like the Iron Blooded Orphan suits in general are more we're more feudalistic oh yeah and were, like some of those themes i have like, facts for those actually they're more realistic though like it oh. makes more sense to me you're not shooting laser beams in fucking space and it's so, like yeah i actually have in lore and uh out of lore <laughs> information for that um so the mechanical designs for most of the ibo um main mobile suits the gundams and the grazes at least um, are all based off of uh, demons from the 72 Arscotea of, Sol- of Solomon's uh, Key. Yeah, Solomon's Lesser Key, the 72 demons of Arscotea. Um, which is why all of their model numbers, all the Gundam's model numbers, end in a literal number. Like, Bale is one because it's the first demon in the Gotea. Barbados is number 72. Flowers and there is number 38. there were only 72 suits. In yeah, Lester and there are only 72 demon. suits. Um, yeah. And then also, they the mechanical designs for some of them for most of them off of medieval knights 
um, because the music it also uses medieval instruments and medieval and uh, and like medieval musical patterns for the songs. Um, and then also, like for instance, with Barbados, they chose to make him more round because they use bullets in their universe because lasers are lost technology. Nobody uses lasers. Um, and so the, a lot of mobile suits that are special will have rounded armor because you can't score a hit with a bullet that far if it's rounded. And also because the type of armor that each mobile suit has is called nano-laminated paint, um, which is armor you paint on, and it can't and it diffuses laser technology. So you take the impacted force of a laser, but the laser itself is diffused, so you don't take any damage. Um, and so the only way to get rid of uh, armor like that is to hit it with something solid. So you, that's why everybody smacks each other with swords and axes and bats because that's the only way you can really defeat a mobile suit because they're made out of half metal, which is Martian electro, uh, electromagnetic metal, uh, uh, electromagnetic metal hybrid. So they're basically indestructible. Yeah, and what I was, what I was gonna say is, uh, like, definitely, like, it's more feudalistic in its symbology mm-hmm. to an extent. I don't want to excuse child marriaging, but there was a lot of that in medieval times. Like you'd be mm-hmm. pledged, you know. Yeah, loyalty, they were talking about you know, yeah him claiming glory. I actually didn't think about that. You, you made that's a really good point. Medieval times, say that's fucking like night or eighteen ninety fucking Arkansas. So. <laughs> Which I mean, maybe we should resort to feudalism in some cases. <laughs> no, because we're doing that now. It's called having a landlord, and it's awful. True. Um, but I, I actually didn't really take that point of view on it, all, the medieval view, all the way because you even because you know if you even think about it, they, the seven stars are like, hey, if you claim glory, you just get to do a thing, and that's medieval bull, that's medieval feudal bullshit. Like you just get the divine right to do something if you've claimed the glory. And, oh my gosh! You know, having seats around a round table to you know tell everybody else what to do. Yeah, no. That's a little bit of a mind blower right there. So yeah, think, I mean, good things about Gundam. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about uh, feudalism and that, but now it all makes sense and it's disgusting. It makes me very angry. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that's why they have axes and swords and like maces, because A, they don't have lasers, and B, like, that's how knights, you know, that's how you fight in a medieval battle. Like, Shit, I just thought it was trying to be more realistic than having fucking lasers and pew pew. Yeah, you I mean, the lore that for way. that is it, that, yeah, I gave you, the lore dump works out, but, you know, his his version is better. <laughs> like, actually, the design for Barbados Lupus Rex, or not Lupus Rex, um, just Barbados Lupus, he's supposed to look like a chevalier, which is a French knight. Yeah, like I the mean, Cavaliers. Yeah. You could, you could definitely take it. I mean, it just proves that, like, there's, like, you could literally take, there's Gundam for everybody. Pretty much, yeah. like you find something that is interesting. Except for Seed, you nobody. Yeah, can Seed's watch bad. Seed. No one should watch Seed ever. It was yeah. garbage. Because one of my one of my one of my heroes doesn't like Seed, and he has a good reason for not liking it. And I stand by him because I also watched it. Wooly, you know, he's a great great YouTuber, excellent fighting game player. Um, he's also a big Gundam fan. He did a really good explanation as to why Gundam Seed, circa 2000. That's like 2008, I think. Yeah, uh, seven or six. like the height of Code Geass and uh, Darker Than oh. Black and 
Death Note style stuff. It's a really sorry excuse for a show. It takes all that complicated, mature war subjects and just blows a hole through its face with a shotgun. Like the char- like all of the female characters are ridiculous, and I don't mean ridiculous in design. I mean ridiculous in personality and, and character writing. It's mm-hmm. so bad. Like it's so bad. It's, it's the worst. so bad. Like all basically all the female characters are literally insane. Like they have, there's no method to what the, they, the female characters do in the story, and again, pardon, pardon my French. This is one of my least favorite new words of uh, of of the decade. Uh, the main character is a fucking simp uh, for every single one of those girls. <laughs> that on, like none of them girls want him. Like ain't none of them, like oh my like the none of the of women day. in that none of the women in that show like him, and he's just like I gotta get I gotta get it I gotta get that. And it all is. his friends are like, and even, some of those women are even with his friends. And they're, he's like, I got to get that. And they're like, hey, man, that's not cool. And then he gets it because, you know, he's the hero, which, you know, has nothing to do with war. And then they just use the premise from the UC, like, you know, space people versus Earth people. And then they, they can't even do that right, and they've already done it. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, so bad. The English, like the the English stuff that they put in the show, was really so. There's a lot of running running memes for this. Um, so inside of uh, the main characters, not Shin, it's the other guy. I don't remember his name, but I don't I remember remember. Every, every time I remember it, I get really mad because he's awful. <laughs> the whole show was awful, man. Like, um, yeah, like inside his mobile suit when he turned when they like do the activation sequence for it. It um it like lights up different like light boards that say random English things that like they there's like an act the gun is they have the word Gundam as an acronym and it just says it but the acronym makes no sense <laughs> and you can never find out what the acronym actually is because everybody's memed it so hard that nobody actually knows what the acronym of Gundam stands for in Gundam Seed. I mean you could probably look it up on the wiki, but <laughs> yeah, that's how ridiculous it is. And also it's uh it's badly arted like the art is bad and the color palettes are bad and the, they remastered it and it looked so terrible it looked like somebody took a bunch of rose art mock markers and redid everything I wonder, if, I wonder if it was that one or wing that i texted you and i was like i can't watch this oh it was probably if you said i can't watch this it was probably it was probably seed <laughs> Probably. Even though it no. has it has some really really good openings, because a guy named TM Revolution, one of the most famous visual K Japanese rock artists of 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 the last two decades, was uh, in his prime, and he did excellent openings for them, but to no avail. <laughs> Speaking of suits, mm-hmm. uh, we should touch a little bit on Gunpla, just because. Okay exists it's in the universe uh it's just great it is the addicting hobby of building scale model kits yes of, oh. of our little robot buddies our little robot friends <laughs> yeah there are like really big competitions for the art for 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 modeling like Modeling. the world gumpla modeling tournament in tokyo they like you can see every year the kind of stuff those people put out the dioramas are ridiculous. Amazing. Watching, yeah. like, I, I follow a few uh, Gunpla YouTube channels. Uh, yeah. Shout out Mecha Guy Kotsu and Gunpla Meli. Uh, I don't, Mecha, Mecha Guy Kotsu, he literally, this dude puts out a video a day reviewing yeah. Gunpla. 
Like, yeah, and then also shout out to uh, Gunstagram on Insta because they do a lot of kit bashes with um with with a uh, with master grade suits and they look stunning. They're amazing. Gosh. Do you have any uh familiar? Do you have any uh experience with a gunpla shot? Uh, oh no, no, I won't get into that. Um, it's a lot of. <laughs> It's a lot of money and time I'm not willing to sacrifice. Join us. Join uh, us. It's between $20. Us. $20. No, it will, I decorated my Christmas tree with Gumpla. <laughs> no, that, that's how I spend like $600 in like a month buying just, uh-uh. No, no, no. no. actually a, a true Gumpla uh, kit master buys in bulk and then doesn't do anything for a year. I have... <laughs> I have like, I want to say six kits that I've had for four plus years that I just haven't had time to put together because real adult life is soul crushing. (laughs) You need to have that itch of like, man, I'm going to set aside four hours and I'm going to put in the effort to build this fucking. I think what's really great about, I think, people who do Gunpla or at least avid about it, you know that they know something about the series. Like, they've cared enough to, unfortunately, buy a small <laughs> robot put it together. <laughs> so you're always amongst kinder, kindred spirits. Uh, unless sure you... they like Gundam Seed, or I can't believe I'm going to say it now. Uh, I remember earlier I said I wouldn't say its name, but um, if they like, if someone tells you that they like Gundam in Rakusia G, just shoot them in the face. <laughs> They just their opinions don't matter. They you might they, they might as well like okra, like yo fuck you. Okra's good. Oh sorry, I keep on forgetting I'm not from like the gross Midwest and or South like you people. <laughs> we don't eat that where I'm from. <laughs> you people, yeah, <laughs> you uneducated slob from the Midwest. <laughs> I'm from the South, and I that may that would make me a perfect childhood child soldier. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah. You're not, but <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I detest okra, but and just as much as I detest Enrakusia G, it doesn't make any sense. And the music is bad, and <laughs> the art is really good, but everything else is bad. <laughs> I will say, uh, for Gunpla, I have built a few little haros, mm-hmm. which are little uh, robots that my namesake. Uh, was the inventor on, of uh, on the on the Twitter? You should put some of those on on your Twitter. Yeah, you should totally put some of them on the Twitter. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm not at home, but when you get I, home, yeah, I'll, done... I'll send some pictures of of. Uh, I have a actually I have a case. I I built a whole bunch of red mobile suits. Um, yes, and I put them all in a case because we're all the red comet on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, like I have Haros like just guarding my apartment. They're just, you know, watching. They're sentient. They're just, they're sentinels. Excuse me. They, I, I wish they were sentient. Actually, I don't because I'd get. No, kinda... you don't. You, we've all seen the movie Toy Soldier. Unfortunately, you know. Yeah, or, or... no, but Haros are great. They have secret hands and feet, and they always say hello to you. They're really they good at serving sense. breakfast and bouncing and shit. Mm. <laughs> they can. They're gonna like cut your Achilles tendon one morning. Mm-mm. Yeah, that sounds like a dog or a cat. Like that sounds yeah. great. 
Yeah, and it like it's a piece of metal that's way too heavy to be bouncing like a basketball, and yet, come on. <laughs> and they talk in double speak. Yeah, hello, amuro, hello, amuro. <laughs> that was a good, good horror voice. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> and they they also serve as comedic relief in the series. Yeah. Who doesn't love your little round space boys? Yes, round space boys. Oh, well, I don't know. They're kind of cute when they're caros, too. So a caro is a haro inside of a small little, um, a small little, like, drivable suit that they use to help fix mobile suits. Yeah. You've you've seen them in Double O. They're called caros. Yeah. Like the frog. Uh, and also, uh, as far as there's just so many like little cute gunplas, like bear guys, like mm-hmm. who the fuck doesn't like bears? Yeah, bear guy, petite guy, pretty bear guy, blue yeah. bear guy, red bear guy, exactly. bear guy, bear guy, accu guy. <laughs> there's a bear there's so guy holding a bar. Yeah, it's there's great. fancy guy. <laughs> He's just a bear in a bow tie and a top hat with a monocle. <laughs> And he's got a little cane. It's great. Like, yeah, he's putting on the Ritz. Yeah. <laughs> That's what all bear guys should ascribe to he's be. got laser hands. <laughs> Who doesn't love laser hands? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, that's that just all this insane stuff that we've talked about for the better half of this podcast is just all the reasons as to why you should watch one of these shows. Because I don't even think that we we even touched on the main character creates an international racist incident Gundam episode. I mean, Gundam show. <laughs> and that one's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, that one's great. I love that one. It's so yeah. stupid and can't, and bad and like just campy it's and cheesy. It's, oh, it's there's wonderful. no blackface, but it's no, still real bad. <laughs> but it's still real racist. Yeah. Holy it's shit. Happen to be Chinese. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in, in the early, in the, in, from the 80s to like the mid-2000s, Japanese have had this really bad problem of making fun of the Chinese in some shape, form, or fashion via the character design or, or character speech, and they definitely don't relent because this one came oh, out in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, this is a twenty five year old anime, so it did not age well. <laughs> well, hell, look at look at Pokemon. You could argue that Brock is supposed to be Chinese, and Oof, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for the Japanese mindset. <laughs> Too many. They think about they think about the Chinese like your stereotypical Southerner thinks about Hispanic people. Too many kids only cooks one kind of food. Mm-hmm. Real loud. So many cons to wanting to like things from one place, but so many pros to just forget about those and watch it anyway. You, you just got to get past <laughs> the Japanese and their race problems. Yeah, yeah they're all social hangups. Even in like the or like the original like. It is a product of its time. Holy shit. Yes, it is. Just, oh, a lot of it's a touch problematic uh, mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. It's. But, you know, it's, it's, it's all about whether or not we as viewers are willing to separate the art from the artist or the art from its, you know, the product it's based off of, you know. Like, it's it, you don't have to do that, and I don't do it either because... I don't see a reason to. I mean, if a guy sucks, I don't want to watch him pretend to suck somewhere else when I know he does. <gasps> Looking at you, Kevin Spacey. That uh, 
But it's agreed. But yeah, but I think the stuff with uh, with Gundam in in particular, it's it's so very much a uniquely Japanese thing that I just don't know what to say. Like as a Westerner, I don't know what's okay to say. I just enjoy it as a franchise, you know. I mean, I definitely in my within my own rights and able to comment, you know, on the social commentary or maybe even the lack thereof in the in the franchise as a whole but you know i i think that the japanese aesthetic is just something that you either have to be all in the know about or just kind of be actively unengaged in whatever conversation it's involved in <laughs> they they've uh, they've got such a very particular cultural aesthetic that it actually i think is what helps make unique franchises of entertainment like this you know, even if they're like problematic because they were from a different time than what we what we're in now. At least that's what I think about it. All in all, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And good uh, wrap this up. Even though we didn't touch on a lot of finer details on the show, I feel like we did. There's so much do we it can. Some yeah, we we could literally be doing this for the next five hours. And uh, so, yeah, oh. you, honestly, yeah. y'all could do this for like the next five episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, like, like I feel like, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I was uh, actually really, as your producer, was really hard pressed to even let y'all do this just because the how extensive of a to- topic it is. But I think for what we've done here, we've covered you know something enough of it to where if one of our uh, listeners listens to this and doesn't know what giant robot is sure hope to take an interest in it <laughs> yeah yeah maybe I maybe go like waste some time main... watching robots and pretty boys in space yes come yeah. join us i mean they don't get pretty until about 2003 but they're gonna get there <laughs> uh, you could argue 90s i mean there was the wing stands <laughs> ah you think Chang Wu Fei is attractive in any shape, form, or fashion? No, but some people might. There, were, there was what's his name, the Troa. Troa, the prote- the the you know the predecessor, I think, of Mikazuki. When I look at him, yeah. <laughs> or Hiro Yui. Yeah. Ugh, don't the point that. is, there are glow ups, and they are real. They happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gundam. That is Gundam. It, that is it. It's a perfect glow up from the G in Gundam actually stands for glow up. Yeah, rags to riches and riches to bitches. All it's the Gundam. bitches. Unless it's all. Gundam C, don't watch that shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's too many bitches and they're all crazy. <laughs> yeah, as we've said, the main point was just to try to get people to watch the show and uh, yeah, join us. But yeah, uh, I have been Amaro. And I've been Char this week. And I'm still the producer. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll get back with you in a week's time with um, something else. Yeah. You can find the show at at yo what the hell PD on Twitter. We actually haven't plugged that for the past two episodes. Uh, Oopsie daisy. Yeah, it's great on on our part. Uh, You can find me at at not bravo delta on Twitter. You can find me at Whiskey is a Devil. Uh, um, at Twitter. Twitter, yeah, Twitter. 
And yeah, you got anything to plug, Mister Mister Producer? Oh no, you don't find me anywhere. I'll try, yeah. I'll try to be quieter. Hopefully, we'll leave you alone for a while until we do Gunpla, maybe like six yeah, months or so. If you try to find me again, it's just gonna be me playing overwatch real bad and i'm already embarrassed about that so don't <laughs> find me nowhere hold your head up king you play overwatch real good anyway that has been that for this week we'll talk to you next week bye Ciao. <laughs>